Hello, you are listening to the Fellowcast. I'm your host, Valdu van den Berg. And as you have, would have recognized on the previous episode, episode number 17, we spoke to Pastor Rob Lucas from the Fellowship and we discussed spiritual matters, so to speak, walking in the spirit and the spirit realm. We will have him back again and uh, not too long from, from now, but for the time being and for today, we have a new guest. His name is Bertie van Niekerk. He's a good friend of mine. He's a colleague and he's just an all-around good guy, nice guy, loves the Lord. And he specifically has a heart for the lost, for those people outside of the four walls of the church, as we like to call call them or call call the those people. <laughs> I don't want to categorize people, but the lost. And um, yeah, we're just going to spend some time you'll hear in this conversation talking around evangelism and and what it means to evangelize. How you evangelize is evangelism for everyone. Should everyone have a heart for the lost? And those are some of the questions that Bertie will be answering. So I look forward for you to hear this conversation. I look forward for the Holy Spirit to just speak to you as he has spoken to me through this conversation and to, to really transform you in, into the likeness of Christ because Jesus loved the lost. And his whole life was, was uh, centered around being obedient to the Father and loving those who do not know him. Um, and so... This is exciting for me to to introduce, and I, I really trust that you will be blessed. So take a moment to just gather your thoughts, calm yourself down, and just take a deep breath before you start engaging with the Holy Spirit and with God through this conversation. Welcome. So like I explained before, I have Bertie van Niekerk with me today in my office. It's not a studio. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about evangelism and reaching the lost. We've had him on before and he had so much great wisdom for us that I thought it would be good to, to expand a little bit about his heart and not just his heart for the lost, but specifically God's heart for the lost. And today we're going to spend some time just talking about evangelism, reaching the lost, and how that relates to an everyday believer. So welcome, Bertie. Morning. Thank you, Valdu, and uh, thank you for having me again. It's really uh, it's a privilege for me. I'm excited to chat with you a bit. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's, it's always good to have a friend and a colleague and someone who loves the Lord just come in and share their wisdom in their heart. So let's get cracking on some some of the basic questions re- surrounding evangelism. Maybe um, just to, to explain to people that are listening why evangelism is is maybe so intimidating to most Christians. Why do you believe it can be intimidating, uh, the concept of evangelizing, going out and reaching the lost to, to Christians? Yeah, I, I think maybe just to, to be very honest, um, for uh, like, I can share this very honestly with you. With you, for me, evangelism for a long time was very intimidating, mm. um, and I think it's the mindset that I had about it and what I thought evangelism included and how how it must look. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think maybe why it's so intimidating is I think because people have the mindset that we go. St- this is what I think. Go stand on the corner of the street and tell people they need to repent. Um. 
uh, or they're going to go to hell. Mm. So I think that's what th- that's at least what my mindset was for many years. Um, so I think that's probably why it's intimidating, and it's probably intimidating because you need to get out of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, even if you have a different understanding about what evangelism is, it's to reach the lost, and for me, it's through just conversations and and whatever doors the Lord yeah. open. Um, even that still is getting out of your comfort zone. So still today, um, it is something that challenges me to go. I need to really put myself aside yeah. here. Um, so it can still be intimidating. Yeah. But I think a big thing is just the mindset that we have about evangelism and, and how we think it should look. Yeah. So having a clear understanding about what it means to reach the lost and kind yes. of putting it into a, a box for yourself, so to speak, so that you can understand it, so that you can actually use it. Because if it's going to be a concept that's just for the evangelist or the, the preacher or whatever, then, then it's always going to feel like it's it's not going to be possible to actually do it effectively. Yeah. No, I agree. I think then it's something that you think is beyond your reach yeah. and, and it's maybe just for certain people. Um, I know we'll probably chat a bit more about that, but um, yeah, that I believe it's something that uh, isn't, um, it's not, not in our reach. It is able for us yeah. to to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the Great Commission. Yeah. That's something that you talk about a lot and, and it's because that, that's the heart of the gospel. Um, Matthew 28, when Jesus says, okay, so this is what you guys need to be doing. I'm going to go. This is what's going to be your commission. That's what I'm going to expect of you. And and that, for me, always is a reminder that it is for every Christian. Um, so, so the Great Commission is for every Christian. And if it is, how then do how then can you give us kind of advice and saying this is how you can live it out personally with your personality, with your um, kind of style, with your likes and dislikes, whatever that may look like? Yeah, I think it for me it definitely ties in with the fact that um, once we understand that the, 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 the for me the concept behind evangelism, like I say, isn't standing on the corner of the street mm. um, telling people to repent. Um, ma- I'm not saying that that cannot work. Yeah. I have heard of stories where that has really worked in people's lives. Uh, people did come to salvation and their lives did cut ch- uh got challenged and changed for me personally it's something that i believe every single believer can do and i believe should be doing Mm. like you just touched on the great commission and but i also think that we have different personalities we have different ways of connecting with people we have different we're not all um i'm definitely not one of those people that will just run up to every anybody and just straight out with a conversation um i for instance take an approach of like i really just start having this uh, i ask the lord i first get myself out of the way then i really ask the lord how do i connect with this person give me a prophetic word for them give me something for them is there some healing that they need or whatever it might be but um just conversation just hey how you doing just some conversation and that's why i think um I believe in s- there's so much power in conversation. Mm. Like the doors that can get opened um, and obviously so much power in the Holy Spirit to use yeah. us. But once you have just that door open to get in there and to just start relating with the person and chat with the person, mm. um, I think of Jesus. Jesus, when when he walked around, um, he he met, met the fishermen where they were yeah. and then he started having conversation with them. And who, wherever it was, um, he went around and he met people like yeah, that, and, yeah. and and I just I can only imagine he had m- incredible conversations with them, and then you see their lives being changed. Mm. So that's why I think um, 
to to explain it in such a way. I think your personality and whatever you have and whatever you have to give, you must use that. Yeah. Um, I always look for if it's a, a surfer or a skateboarder. I know that. I surf and I skateboard. I enjoy extreme sports. I know that they, I can relate in yeah, some way. It's that common ground. Yes, that Paul find the common about. ground. But you know, sometimes the I cannot relate to them. Yeah. Sometimes it is not something that I, I actually am comfortable relating with them. Yeah. But then I still ask the Lord, just what do I do? What do I share? But I, I have to get out there and start a conversation. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think. Conversation is so important, and trusting the Lord to come through in that conversation. Yeah. Um, that's why I think it's possible for any and everybody, um, because all of us can have conversation exactly, with somebody. Yeah. If you stand at the at the at the till and you pay for your groceries, a conversation like "Hey, how are you doing today?" Yeah. The person is gonna respond, "I'm doing well," or "No, I'm I'm not doing well," or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and then you just take the conversation from there. I have to be honest with you. I hardly ever start with, do you know Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> I really, do, I don't think I've, maybe I've done that without knowing it. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think I just go and say, hey, do you know Jesus? Yeah. No, you're going to hell. Yeah. It's um, like randomly asking someone, do you know my friend uh, Jonathan? Exactly. Yeah. No, why would I? <laughs> no. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I believe conversation is yeah. powerful. Yeah, you, you're talking about something that really makes sense in terms of just doing what comes naturally. Mm. We've all been wired differently. We've all been created uniquely. And we, we will all um, relate to people differently. And we will all relate to different people. And, I mean, you mentioned talk surfers, skateboarders, the kind of circles that you are moving in are the people that you connect with easiest. But that doesn't disqualify you from talking to the lady behind the toll or the person in aisle number six shopping for toilet paper who's maybe an elderly person or whatever. And and that whole thing of, I mean, I caught myself yesterday uh, running into the store and just because of the way that I've been wired, I want to get in, I want to get out. And someone called me and said, come over, come over. And immediately my first response was, no, no, wait, I'm just going to do this. But eventually I did go over and had a conversation but just recognizing that we need to pause. We need to, that Heidi Baker says, um, st- it's about the one in front of you. Stop yeah. for the one. Um, because you're not going to reach the world if you're not even going to stop stop for one. Yeah, and no, and that's beautiful that. how you explain. Just being being aware of what's happening around you, who's coming across your path. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, people are hungry for conversation. Yeah. Um, how many people actually do when they genuinely ask, how are you doing really, really? want to know that yeah and 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 the truth is we've become i think that what you've just shared is is very important because i i can also get there very quickly we just go about our business we, yeah. i just life becomes so busy and just we're running from the one thing to the to the next and we just we just on the go the whole time mm. and then i think man i think i've missed so many great opportunities for the lord to just work through me yeah. um in moments because i was too occupied my mind was elsewhere and i was too busy so i love that to just you know the one in front of you mm. um what now um what does god want to do now and i want to say to you just on the personality thing i've had the privilege to go out um on the streets or whatever with people just wherever we've gone with different people with different personalities mm. and sometimes some of some of those things like i would go well, there's no way i can do it like that yeah. like honestly um i would look at this person i go this challenges me so much because it's so out of my comfort zone yeah. and it's so not my personality and i'm standing next to this person ministering to somebody but it's 
I would have done it completely different. Yeah. But it's also challenged me. But yet it was effective yeah. because that's how they operate and yeah. that's how they are comfortable. Um, yeah, so we need to be challenged in yeah. these things, definitely. And and we often hear that um, you know we need to go beyond the four walls. And in many ways, I think uh, it makes it makes people feel guilty often because mm-hmm. it's again, like you said in the beginning, that that big picture that we have instead of just making it about the one person who's sitting next to you in the office at your desk, uh, you know, where you're working every day. Have you actually had a conversation with them? So, how do we simplify this whole? beyond the four walls thing to people. And, and you've touched on many of the aspects of that, but kind of summarizing to a person who's very anxious about, uh, actually uh, in my heart, because the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit's heart, is to share the gospel, to be able to tell people about Jesus. But how do we get it in, in our minds that we can we can start, how do we start somewhere beyond the four walls? Yeah, yeah. It is a, I think it's a great question. And just to say that the one thing that I've, I've learned is that events can be great, but events can also be... Um, something that limits us yeah. and and almost box us in so we go to a conference and and they tell us to go out on the streets i mean i love it if there's an opportunity for me to do it i'm yeah. there i'm at the conference i get charged up i get excited it again makes and it easier yeah yeah and then we send people i mean i love going to the todd white conferences yeah. or power and love conferences and these things i really enjoy it so much and we all go out on the street and it's they're so it's such a passion and an excitement but if we're not careful, then we can live from event to event. Mm-hmm. So the next time that maybe the youth group goes out, that's the time that we do it. Or the next time that there's a Power and Love conference, yes, we, we book it in months in advance. And we set our mindsets to the fact that I'll be, go- I'll be going Doing out. Then, yeah. Yes, yes, I'm, I can't wait to get to the Power and Love conference um, or whatever conference mm-hmm. um, to go out then. For me, it's a thing of... It becomes um, it becomes a lifestyle that we live every day. Yeah. I don't th- I don't see Jesus living from event to event. Um, as he as he went, yeah. as he was about his business, as he I believe as he walked the earth, as he was just walking with people, um, he was sharing with yeah. them. He was having conversations with them. He was sharing with them. So for me, it's definitely a thing to realize um, that every day, wherever you are, there's somebody. Um, that needs an, some some encouragement. Yeah. There's somebody that that is that we don't know about what goes on behind um, closed doors. We don't know what goes on in their hearts. We don't know what goes on in, on their minds. Mm. So, like you just said, the person sitting next to you, um, the person at the toll, the person on the uh, at the seat next to you in the airplane, or on uh, wherever it yeah. is, there is an opportunity. And I think that's how we c- we can change it. Um, our mindsets to not live from event to event, but mm. to live from day to day. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me is if you get up in the morning to go, God, how do you want to use me today? What do you want to do? Man, because I believe God always wants to use yeah. us. So just to go, God, give me an opportunity today. Would you Would you really, who just needs to experience your love today? Who needs to 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 experience your, your, your saving grace? Mm. And who can I encourage? What can I do? And then live day to day, yeah. um, not event to event or whatever's the next big, uh, big thing that's happening. Putting it on the calendar, kind of thing, yes. instead of being in the spirit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Having God's heart yeah. for people. And you know what? I, I have to be honest with you. I don't every single person that I meet and that I see share the gospel yeah. with. I don't every single person that I see pray for or so on. I, w- I would really love to be there to uh, like a, that's my heart to go. Man, I, I wish I can just. 
just every single person. Yeah. But yes, I do get busy. And yes, we all of us get into our things and whatever we do. But it's for me, if I if I go a day, and I know it was a day that it was just about me, it, it saddens my heart to know that this day was literally just about getting surviving my stuff done day, and yeah. surviving my day. Um, rather than to go, Yo, you know what, today, just imagine if we could just each and every one of us, each day, just impact one person's yeah, life, sure. just one person's life, where and and allow the Lord to do that. Um, somebody comes to th- salvation, or we share the gospel and the love with mm. God with them, and that's what they needed at that moment. They come to salvation, get an opportunity to baptize them and, and to disciple them, and and to just really yeah, yeah pray for the Spirit to fill them. That's exciting. That's somebody for the kingdom that you've done an amazing job. Through through the Holy Spirit touching that person's yeah. life, or maybe the person that's got a headache, and you have an opportunity to pray for them, and and they experience the the Lord's love. Yeah. So if each and every one of us can just take the mindset of every day is an opportunity. There's a lost and a broken world out there. Every day is an opportunity to touch somebody's life. Mm. But ask the Lord, who Lord, yeah. how, what do I do today? Yeah, that's really good because what you're saying there as well is. It's, it's almost, again, one of those very big concepts because you're mentioning, you know, sharing the gospel, ba- baptizing them, discipling, all these things. And, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. But just realizing I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit. And for myself personally, like, how can I take the gospel beyond the four walls every single day without having to feel intimidated? And like you said, there are moments that you need to get out of your comfort zone. We're not called to be comfortable Christians. We need to be step out and take risks and it and, and i was just reminded that what you said I, I get up in the morning next to my wife and that's where that's where it starts for me that's the first person i encounter that needs the love of god that needs and she she knows the gospel but like you said it's not always taking someone from being unsaved to being saved that's obviously first prize uh, but there are people out there there are christians that need to be encouraged again there are lost people that need to be saved. There are sick people that need to be healed. There are bound up people that need to be delivered. There's someone maybe in your office um, that, that just needs a, a loving, um, caring conversation because we never know that that seed can lead to a full-grown tree in the kingdom. Yeah. But we need to start somewhere. Um, and that kind of for me personally, and, and I mean, you can comment on that, but it takes the intimidation out of it for me because I can, I can share the gospel with my kids. They don't, mm-hmm. they, they've heard the gospel, but they haven't accepted the gospel. They're not at an age where they can make that decision. So I'm taking the gospel beyond the four walls of, of the church building when I go to the store. or So ca- kind of in my mind, I've made it more simple for myself mm-hmm. so that I don't feel like a failure when yeah. I haven't stood on the soapbox yeah. at the corner of the street and, and preached the gospel, which I think is amazing, but but I'm not there in terms of evangelism. I yeah. don't know if, if... No, no, yeah, 100% what you're saying. I think I think what I... Um, yeah, for me, definitely something is that I've I've many times share, just had a conversation with people and shared with them, and then I, they would go, I'm a Christian. Mm. I don't go, okay, cool, have a nice day, turn around, and I walk exactly. away. Because that person is also important. Yeah. Like, I don't see the Bible say go and make converts. Yeah. So it's not about, I don't believe in a hit and run. Let's just quickly hit these people so we can get them to salvation, and then mm. we disappear, and they probably fall away again, and all of those things. Uh, the, the Matthew 28, it says therefore go and make disciples um, and it says in, in Matthew as well we need to preach the gospel wherever we go as mm. we go so for me it's a thing of it goes hand in hand with um, when I when 
and like again not an event but when I'm in a shopping center wherever I am wh- whatever the one in front of me that I start a conversation with if that person is a Christian then I'm going Lord how do I get this what do I do what do you want to say to this person yeah. how do you want to show your love because even as Christians us today all of well, all Christians today we also need encouragement yeah. we also need the brothers and sisters and around us our bodies definitely and we need all of these things as well um, and but so when when you're in a situation like that, um, a quick testimony. I, I, I prayed for a lady. She got healed. There was another lady sitting on a bench looking at this whole thing, mm-hmm. just watching this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Lady got healed in a shopping center. And then I walked over to this lady, or just when I was done praying to the lady that got healed and she left, um, this other lady called me and she said, uh, can you come closer? So I'm like, yeah, I came closer. I sat ne- next to her in the bench, on the bench. And then she just said, uh, I'm a Christian. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. She's like, I go to church every Sunday. I'm like, that's amazing. She says, but I haven't seen this. Hmm. So I go, what do you mean you haven't seen this? She's like, I haven't seen this, what you're doing now. I'm like, I'm a Christian. I, I love Jesus, and this is what Jesus did. Here she's a Christian. Um, the the good news, the gospel, I'm, pop- I'm not going to get her saved again. Yeah. But wow, what an opportunity to go. Wow. Why haven't you seen this? Yeah. Like, what are you reading in the Bible? Can I challenge you to read this? Yeah. Can I challenge you to go that God created you to go uh, to to first be in relationship with Him, but to love people? Yeah. How do we love people? <laughs> uh, there's an opportunity to pray for sick people. So now we, you just you you're challenging her and you're stirring something up in her heart that when she leaves there, she's got a bit of a different mindset about what it is to be a Christian. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's not uh, the mindset's not just. Um, oh, I, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sunday. I'm saved, and and that's it. Mm. It's like, wow! I actually also have a responsibility. The Holy Spirit also lives in me, um, and there's a way that I can also make a difference. Yeah. That always reminds me when I hear, when I hear testimonies like that about in Acts chapter nine, and I've used this so many times as an example. But it's Peter healed the man Aeneas, the lame guy, and and it says in Acts chapter nine verse thirty five, it says, "So all who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him." And turn to the Lord. Mm. That's sure. a whole town, a yeah. whole region saw this one man get healed, like just what you shared, and they turned to the Lord. Yeah. So there's so much, that, like we often we often think of miracles and things. And I'm, I think I know we're going down a different road, but but we'll come back. But miracles and those kinds of things are very active in evangelism, or at least I, I believe it should be, because it opens the door for so much more. Often people say, oh, you know, signs, wonders, and miracles. That's for people trying to have glory for themselves. But not if I read that. Mm. One man got healed. A whole city got saved. Same with this lady. Someone was just looking on. Mm. You don't know how many people get tells of that healing. Maybe they didn't give their life to Jesus, but they got tell other people about it, and the the gospel spreads. But before we go down that, I uh, want to ask you, for, for those who are listening, I want to now share the gospel. I mean, we use terms that, that we used to these terms. Mm. We've kind of figured it out for ourselves. But for someone that's never shared the, the gospel, maybe just take a moment to quickly explain, and it doesn't have to be in step format, but but how do you go about? I'm, I'm coming, I've already connected now with an unbeliever. Mm. What are the kind of things that I need to to touch on for for the gospel to be shared with this person yeah so just i think you said something very very like powerful there or um 
sometimes as Christians we can use these terms and and uh, we think everybody understands. Them, but yeah. but but the gospel is the good news. It's the good news of what Jesus has died on the cross for us for, mm. and that He actually came to give His life so that we may live. That He took all our sins away. Yeah. That He paid the full price for us. So w- why do we have to complicate it more than that? Mm. Um, I think often we want to make this something that is so. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened. It's the most incredible thing that can ever happen to you. But yet it can be the most simple thing to explain. We often want to try and convince people into to Christianity like sure. I need to convince you um, and then once I've convinced you I also now need to just keep you there yeah. do you hear what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. um, so that you don't it's almost like an investment once yeah. once I've invested in you, you don't I don't want you to look I think it's a thing of like the Holy Spirit is more powerful and active than, than we can imagine mm. so I think if we if we are in that place where you, why you, I don't believe in complicating it. Maybe mm. it's just the way that I am or what yeah, I do. Um, but I I just share straight out, man, this is what the Lord has done for me. Yeah. Like, And your testimony, like that's a powerful thing to use. I love share. I, I was in the, in the ocean surfing a couple of weeks ago, surfing, and a guy paddles out, and I know his life, and I know what goes on in his life, and I know the nonsense that he's up to. Mm. Um, and, and I just conversation with him. Sorry, I'm going sidetracked, but I need to no. tell you this. But um, just conversation with him, and through this conversation, like there's an open door and I just share my testimony with him. Mm. God, this is what God has done in my life. And here we have this beautiful opportunity where I can share with him. Um, so we shouldn't complicate it. Yeah. Like what has God done for you? Yeah. Um, or, or like that's for me something powerful. Your testimony, share it plain and simple. Yeah. Just what God has done for you in your life. Um, Exp- tell them about the good news. Do you know that Jesus did offer up his life for you on the cross so mm. that you may live? Um, whatever way you feel you can get through that or do it or share it that you're comfortable with, but the, the, the gospel is the good, good news. news yeah. Jesus died and he rose again yeah. so that you may live. Yeah. Like I've found ways that work for me that, that I, I practically explain it to people in, in the sense of like, have you sinned before? Yes, I've sinned before. Yeah. Well, what is sin? Well, sin is something that's bad for you well at the end of the day the bible says that uh, the the wages of sin is death so i find ways like that 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 i can relate in a sense then to explain but jesus came and he took that away yeah doesn't have to be complicated um and and make it more difficult than yeah Yeah. than what it should be yeah i like that because i mean i'm not an evangelist by any stretch but if if people ask me this question i often say you know it it really is you don't need to have scripture memorized but it's good to first of all the fact that you want to share the gospel means that you've been saved. Yeah, that's and like, very and true. And when you said that, you know, you share your testimony. That's the best place to begin. How did you c- come to be saved? Because you heard good news. You were convicted in your heart. You repented of that. You committed your life to Christ. You asked for the Holy Spirit to fill you. So th- I've kind of, like you said, made up the steps in my mind that I want to translate to someone else. But you, like you say, you don't have to complicate it. It just needs to be... You need to. God needs to meet the person where they are at. And yeah. Like you, 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 you mentioned it. We often try to explain it, over-explain it. Yeah. Instead of just allowing Holy Spirit to talk through me mm. and and eat the person's heart, because when the conviction comes, you just want to repent. Yeah. You just want to. When you hear that good news, why would you want anything else? Yeah. Um, I think this is something for me as well, and this is personal, so it doesn't mean that this is not for. I'm not very good at debating. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like I, I'm not great, so I, I, I don't think I've. 
maybe once or twice, but I don't like to debate with people. Um, that normally, for me, for me personally, like when you go into a debate and people have, a lot of people have thought this through and they thought about this and they thought about that and they've got their, their, their things that are backing them, their facts and their stuff that backing them, why Christianity isn't real, why God doesn't exist. Or, so I find myself often wasting a lot of time when it comes to those things. Yeah. Um, because somewhere there's a hardness in the heart that's already gone. I've made up my mind. Doesn't ma- matter what you're gonna say. This mm. is what I believe. Um. So I've just when I'm in front of a person, I'm going because this we shouldn't forget this. God knows everything mm. about everybody. When you're standing in front of that person, God loves him more than you love him. So he wants that person more set free than we want him yeah, to set amen. free. He wants him more healed than we want him yeah, healed. Amen. So in that moment, God. And that's why you said, Nana, you have to have a relationship with God. This is important. This is not something you just run out in the streets or wherever and go do some deeds. Like, there needs to be, you have to know what you believe. And and it has to go like, Lord, I I see this person and I know that you love them. Mm. I know that you care about them. What do you want to do? Like, so that's for me just a starting point. You have to love people. Mm. You cannot go to somebody and have no love for them. Because if you don't have love for them, you're going to get in a debate with them, you're going to fight with them, and you're going to walk away there angry. Mm. Or you're just going to leave it. Yeah. But when it's a thing of you standing in front of that person, Lord, give me your love for them. You love them. You share the good news with them. And then you ask the Holy Spirit to come and minister and work to them. Mm. That is important. That's for me more powerful than trying to convince them and trying to yeah, force them to become yeah. a Christian. Argue needs to be real. Yeah, yeah, arguing them in, needs to be real for them. At the end of the day, they need to walk that relationship out. Yeah. Um. And and that's why they have to believe it for them, just like we yeah. have come to a space where we believe it yeah. for us. You need to be convinced in your own heart before yeah. you can convince someone yes, else. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't say much about steps, because so, I, d- I I don't have much steps that I do. To yeah. be honest, um, I start with a conversation. And then in there, I bring in the good news, what Jesus has done for me. Mm. Um, and that's possibly through a testimony. Or sometimes it's discernment. The Lord gives me something. And I believe this in my heart. I believe because we have the Holy Spirit, you can prophesy. Yeah. You can pray for the sick. Uh, you can command the, the demons to go. Yeah. You can do these things. You can get a word of knowledge. You can get wh- whatever God wants you to get in that yeah. moment. So I'm very... I have to be honest with you, Waldo, I don't see it as step one, step two, step three, boom, okay, let's move on. Next person, people aren't projects. Um, so yeah. when we look at them, we go, God, what do you want to do here? It's it's unique. Yeah, yeah. it is. Every, uh, every single time I meet somebody, I chat to somebody, it is unique yeah. in what's going on in their lives, yeah. what's happening there. Yeah. yeah. That's great because you just answered my next question in terms of what are some of the tools that we can use to, to I, I use the term get in, which sounds very forceful, but to, to step through the open door the, or, or to provide an open door. And you mentioned words of knowledge and praying for for healing and prophetic and all of those things. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've, I've seen them at work and I've seen how powerful that is. And I mean, we just read about it in Acts chapter 9, how those things just opens the door for evangelism. And often evangelists are, you know, you get you hear the term a healing evangelist or whatever, because it's it's the miracle and then it opens the door. Um, and often I think I think I don't know what the real term is, but they've categorized evangelism in power evangelism and mm. and friendship evangelism and all of those. And I think wh- when I listen to you, 
I hear a bit of everything. Mm. Um, there's there's building of connection and friendship. There's power in terms of of miracles, and and so we, uh, I like that we can be diverse in mm. that, and we don't yeah. have to be put ourselves in a box and say, okay, but I now need to do the miracles, or I now need to make connection in this way, like Berti does it or whatever. Yeah. We can actually just operate in how we we've been made. Definitely. I mean, I sat next to my my the, uh, my gardener or the guy that did gardening for me the one morning. He d- he dug some holes for me. And there was no there was no um I had a conversation with him. I found out that this guy has got no idea that he he I, I asked him does he know Jesus and he says he's heard of him. I asked him if he've accepted him in his life and I shared that just the good news with and he says, No, I can't because I'm not good enough. Sure. And I realized how he the mindset that he has is that in order for Jesus to die for you, you must be good enough. Mm. The Bible says that I came for those who are sick needing a doctor. Yeah. I came to mend up the broken hearted. So uh, I look at that and I go, he's been he has such a mindset that he can never be saved. But that's actually why you can be saved. Exactly. And there was no praying for healing for him. There was there was nothing that happened in that moment. But what there was was just sharing that Jesus actually loves him, and for him to get a different understanding. Mm. And you know what I I also believe that some of us some of us sow, some of us water, and some of us reap. So so yeah, I do believe that there's a space where. Some of us plant seeds um, in 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 some people's lives, and somebody else will come along, and yeah, there would have been some, yeah, the ground would have been better, mm. and 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 they might get the opportunity yeah. to to reap that or whatever uh, or water there. Um, that's why I think we need uh, each other in the body of Christ so much. Yeah, leading straight into the next question, which is so relevant, is there's a a, a bunch of prophetic words going around in the church, not just our church, but uh, the church in general, the global church, that it's the the year of the evangelist. Um, uh, how would you explain that? Because because I think you touched on a key point there that that can often sound like okay. So you know what about the other four fivefold ministry kind of and the rest of Christians that don't feel like they they gifted in evangelism or whatever or anointed in evangelism. How would you how would you kind of explain that to them? Yeah. That would work. I think for me, when when I hear the term "the year of the evangelist," I don't know. I don't see it as as now the we're just going to see the evangelist rising up. I see it as actually, um, for me, it's a thing of this is this is really a space where people that is that is really passionate about the lost yeah. are having an opportunity to train and teach others. Mm. Um, that there is lost out there, yeah. like create almost an awareness, an awakening out there. So I don't think it leaves anybody out. Mm. I don't think it leaves the prophetic, the teachers, the past. I don't think it leaves the apostle. I don't think it leaves anybody out. No, I think it's just a space. If we would have called this the year of the apostle, then I believe it would have been a a, a year where the, the apostles would have had more of an opportunity yeah. just to to ignite a fire in people uh, mm. uh, about that. So that's what I see. I see it as the year, uh, if, if we call it the year of the evangelist or son, I see it as an opportunity for those that is passionate about this, that's really wanting to walk here and, and it's just something that's burning on their heart um, to operate there, yes, to definitely operate there f- for themselves, but also to take people with them, yeah. um, the rest of the body, yeah. the rest of the believers, whoever it, it might be, to go, guys, let's get out of our comfort zones. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Understand that this is we all need to make disciples. Yeah. Let's not sit around do nothing. Let's not waste time. 
that's what I see about it. So I don't see anybody being left alone here. Yeah. Because I see, I believe in my heart that if if the church, the believers of Jesus Christ, can all go and and I mean, Acts speaks speak about it. Just after Stephen was was um was stoned or or they killed him, it says the 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 believers were scattered. The apostles stayed behind. It mm. says, but the believers were scattered, and, they, and went. they went out and they preached the gospel wherever they went. Yeah. So that's always something that I go, man. All the believers yeah. have got the opportunity, the ability, um, to go and preach the gospel. The evangelist, um, if it's in the 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 um. The office of the evangelist, they need to train and teach these yeah. people to do it. They need to create that awareness and, and almost the fire to actually go and do it. So I don't see it as anybody staying behind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I like the way that you explain it because for 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 the kingdom's sake, it's always a team sport. Definitely, and it's yeah. like, let to use a sports analogy, on a soccer field or rugby field, there's only one ball. And yeah. only one person can can have the ball at a time, but the rest of the team still support and and come alongside, and it, it's a teamwork to get the ball across the line or into the goal or whatever. Yeah. And when it's kind of saying that the evangelist is the one running with the ball at the moment, and we need to support. And like you said earlier, some people sow, some people reap. Um, so, uh, God is the one who waters, you know. So everyone does that. It doesn't mean the others stop doing their job. It just yeah. means it's going to yeah. be supporting the role of the evangelist yeah. and, and what's happening in, in terms of getting the gospel out. Yeah, I think you've used a, a great analogy there um, or, or an example of, of the, the, the team sport, like like rugby, for instance. N- it's not the same person that's going to score the whole time. Yeah. Everybody at any stage has an opportunity to get the ball, the, the ball and go score. Yeah. So anybody, in, in a, any Christian, any believer has the opportunity to share the gospel um, to see salvation, to see healings, to see miraculous works, to see these things. Mm. Um, we should not, one, just mope around the back there and, oh, yeah. I don't have the ball, so it's Because then it's the not, team yeah. loses. Yeah, they will lose, yeah. 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 So to, to, f- to finish off, uh, with which has been, been a great conversation, I think a lot of people, and again, you've, you have touched on it throughout the conversation, but I think, I think a lot of people often, wa- often wonder, okay, I've shared the gospel. I've evangelized. What now? What happens after that? I mean, we've seen the the Billy Grahams and the Reinhard Bonnke conferences where millions get saved at one moment. So, so what now? Yeah, yeah. I've I've had that question for many years because that's probably the biggest thing that I wrestled with. Um, so, if somebody comes to salvation, and I've done lots of research on stats where people have actually come to salvation, and I know stats are just give or take, but fallen away yeah. and, and those things. So it's bothered me for a long time. Um, but if you actually go look at like a, what I've seen the Reynard Bonkies and and those guys, I mean the powerful work that they do. They've actually take years and years of planning or months of planning into an event like that. They get the local churches involved yeah. and they get people to do follow-ups and because discipleship needs to needs to to that's start. It. Like that's very important. So if I if I can put it to you like this, for me the Bible says repent, get baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So mm. that's for me for me personally something when I read it I go if I lead somebody to Jesus, I've shared the gospel with them, they come to, to Jesus, I believe I've got a responsibility to go and baptize them. Yeah. Okay, so That's I believe biblical. Yeah, it is. So I believe I need to go baptize them. I will pray for the Holy Spirit to fill them. And then from there on, for me, it's it goes even a step further to go. Like, And yes, I know we can't follow up on every single person that we meet in the shopping center or this or that. But for those that we've led 
to Christ. For those that came to salvation, I believe we need to baptize them. And I believe we need to um, see where we can plug them mm. in. If it means that we can get them to, to, to a church, to a Bible study, to a life group, whatever it is, just for discipleship to happen in that mm. person's life. If I think of my own life, when I came to salvation, if I was left to my own whatever you want to call it, it wouldn't have been that great, really, honestly. But I had people that came alongside me that helped me through this. I'm mm. very thankful for that today. Um, that taught me when I wanted to, oh, I need to go this way yeah. again. Hey, back, come back here. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I think is important. Um, that if we, if people come to salvation, that we go and baptize them, mm. that we see where we can plug them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, in your lifetime, you would, I, I believe, see thousands, maybe even millions saved. And to be able to have a personal relationship with every single person, it's not ju- it's it's impossible. And and putting things in place like uh, connecting them to the local church, because you might go to Egypt and share the gospel, and and you leave, and you can't WhatsApp everyone every day and have a real discipleship relationship like we see Jesus did with his disciples. So it was twelve guys, and they had their disciples, and eventually it it just grew. So I do think it, it it does make again take that pressure off someone who, who wants to share the gospel, but it, it never takes away the responsibility. Like you said, eat and run. We can't yeah, go out no, there definitely. just shooting gospel bullets mm. and leaving uh, converts. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, man, I really love live groups. We call it live groups, but Bible studies and 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 you, you we see in Acts as all the people met to, together in houses and. Mm. They, they broke bread together, they ate together, and they grew. They grew spiritually. They grew in the Lord, and, and, and from there on they went out. And So I really, I think it's so powerful, and we mustn't lose that. So mm. um, people need encouragement. They need each other to get alongside them and to really, like, help them on, cheer them on on this journey. Yeah. And just, yeah, we, we're not a, a alone, an island by ourselves, and just us. Yeah. So um, I do think that that's a, a very important thing. Uh, I don't want to say... Um, yeah, get into your church so that your church can get uh, have more numbers and yeah. stuff. But I do believe there is a space where we we hey come visit my church, come check it out. We we worship there together, yeah. and not for them to just sit there on a Sunday, but to become a part of the body of Christ, to to learn more. If you need to put them through an alpha course, you do that or whatever mm. it is. Um, but just so that there is a space for people to grow, yeah. and it's not just people are left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Bertie. There's, there's really so much to think about in this. And, and I really believe that as people listen to this, they will be encouraged, they will be stirred up to actually share what God has done in their lives. Because that's like you said, that's where it started. What did Jesus do for me? So thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. I'm sure we'll have a conversation again. There, there's always more questions that come up. And yeah, maybe next time we'll have someone that uh, that's out there on the streets as well and, and get some other opinions and see how, how it's lived out outside of even our congregation so thank you so much really appreciate your time and we'll chat again some other time awesome thank you Valdi really enjoyed it cheers